Good day, listeners. We present to you our podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches. We discuss a variety of topics that are important to the church. Examples include sexual abuse, all types of addictions, religious abuse, and recovery. This platform provides counseling sessions, meaningful question and answer, and a counseling continuum. Our co-hosts include Ms. Lolita, Personnel Director, Mrs. Tennille, our Technical Director. We have an impressive array of program contributors. And I'm your host. My name is Prince, founder of Antioch Youth Center, 5013C program, licensed counselor, now retired. So join in this exciting podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches, and be a part of the healing process. So again, glad you came out tonight to listen to us. Special guest tonight, he's a pastor's kid that calls a PK. He's a minister himself. In fact, his grandfather built a church of God on his farm property years ago. He's an airplane pilot. He used to fly the mail, the malls, uh, bush planes in the Alaskan area. And he's extensive work in Alaska. I was there some years ago. I was in uh, central uh, Alaska there, a place called, well, maybe central eastern, I guess, a place called Fairbanks, beautiful area. But he was there for years and years. Church of God, been around there for about 70 years. So we're happy tonight to present Brother Ken Forbes. Uh, Ken Probes, he is a part of the Wounded uh, Hearts staff, and we're glad to have him here. Brother Probes, glad to have you here tonight, my friend. Amen. Good to have you. <laughs> All right. So, friends, to get down to the discussion tonight, you got some questions for Brother Ken. So, Brother Ken, this 1950 division situation, uh, how did that begin? And, friends, we're discussing these things to not make the same mistakes again. A lot of division a lot of separation. We we'll do what we can to bring people back together as much as we can and to learn not make the same mistake twice. So in 1950, how did that start, that situation with that division, 1950? Well, by 1950, there seemed to be a pretty strong gathering of uh, ministers that were basically college or theological seminary type trained individuals which obviously there's nothing wrong with training and education, right. uh, provided that it doesn't uh, supplant Holy Spirit anointing and leadership. And the, the, my father, as a pastor of the First Church of God at that time up in Wisconsin, had been chosen by his peers to be a representative from the state to attend a minister's meeting at the uh, Anderson campgrounds. And in the process, of course, his anticipation was that there would be a great spiritual awakening and, and stirring and encouragement and uh, counsel and advice that would be beneficial out in the field. And upon arrival, uh, he found that the crux of the conversation centered around how to raise money and how to uh, what type of, of social activities they could uh, engender from garage sales to uh, ice cream socials and etc. in order to raise money because if you remember the Church of God Reformation from 1880 in the early 1900s 
was one of the fastest growing religious organizations in America. Wow. Wow. It had made considerable inroads. People who had, we were in certainly a different spiritual atmosphere than we are in our generation now. Sure. But people were very keenly aware of uh, the Church of God Reformation. I, I remember many uh, of our family friends were people that came out of other sectarian movements and rejoiced because the unity that was found was not a matter of ministers getting together and agreeing to preach or teach a given doctrine or uh, have a set of by rules, but it would be when they came together and they would share what God had shared with them, the next brother would say, well, brother, praise the Lord. That's exactly what the Lord showed me. Hmm. And so the, the unity that was gathered was not uh, a meeting of the human minds. It was a blending of the spiritual wow. uh, side of life. And wow. they shared with each other those uh, commonalities that the Holy Spirit had revealed to them. And so as he uh, left the meeting to come back to his local congregation in Wisconsin, he was highly disappointed. Uh, had been seen, of course, some indication and overtures of people letting down along various different lines, doctrinal points and so forth of the Reformation. <clears throat> and he finally came to the conclusion that uh, he could no longer have an affiliation. At the same time, there was in the Illinois area where he had been associate pastor previously, uh, there was a effort, the congregation at that time was located in Decatur, Illinois, at Macon Street, Church of God. And during World War II, I spent most of my young boyhood days on the benches of the back seat while the congregation prayed and uh, fasted and prayed for their boys that were overseas. And yes, uh, yes. God was miraculously blessing. In fact, one of those men who was a young uh, serviceman that time, just passed away this last year. Mm. And I've mm. known him and his family, his children. Some of them are still uh, amongst the Church of God in this area. Wow. <clears throat> but uh, not a single soul was lost from that congregation. Wow. And wow. of course, it was a large metropolitan area with plenty of jobs, and the congregation was in the three to 400 uh, range of attendance. Mm -hmm. So it was highly sought after, especially by some of the more educated ministers. And uh, they made inroads. They began to sow discord amongst the people in the congregation. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. And of course, there was always the element of those who leaned in the liberal um, viewpoint and those who were more interested in staying with the old paths. And so a split occurred. Brother Probst, I need you to expand on that. You mentioned that they sowed discord. What was said? How did they do that? You mentioned some of like the old past, some of them were liberal. What did they use to, to start that discord within the congregation, those educated individuals or others? Well, they, they basically began to, uh, I would say, and of course, I was young enough that I wasn't as alert to some of those things as I would be in later years. But <clears throat> from my recollection, there was discord sowed and, and uh, people were talking about others that would try to 
cast a reflection upon their influence in such a mm, way that people lost right. confidence. Right. In right. Right. And a lot of it was strictly over jealousy between people who wanted to be the leader and mm. those who were the leaders. Mm. And uh, so there was two. And there was another gentleman by the name of Earl Slakem who was from Ashland, Kentucky. And he was associated. There was also a group in the Plymouth, Indiana area that had started after they had left the uh, ecclesiastical affiliation of the Church of God in uh, Anderson, Indiana. There was uh, a group that decided they needed a Bible training school in Plymouth, mm -hmm. Indiana. And there was quite a group of those young men, young ministers that were there. Uh, I could name a number of them not necessary at this point. Sure, sure. Thank uh, you for that. In, in the process, that ultimately came to naught. And Brother Slakin made the comment. He said, you know, if we're going to build again the very thing that we've been decrying, he said, uh, why would we leave? Hmm. So after there was a split in the Decatur, Illinois congregation, uh, another congregation, and there was two congregations, and I've oftentimes said I personally would rather see 10 congregations of 100 each with each of them exercising their gifts and their uh, anointings from the Lord as to see a large congregation of 1,000. Mm. Uh, I mm. think they could reach out much farther. Brother Ken, what do you, you're talking to a minister now or a person who is in the church as an officer, and he sees, uh, you mentioned earlier about someone working discord. What can they do when they see that and they sense someone's trying to affect the influence of someone else? What can they do at that point? What should they do at that point? Well, obviously, the first instructions that the word of God gives us is to go to them mm -hmm. and uh, share your concerns, uh, visit with them, pray with them. Uh, and go not in the spirit of uh, a proud and a haughty spirit, but a humble spirit. I've oftentimes said uh, we always have to acknowledge that I could be wrong as well. Mm -hmm. And that's yes. hard for mankind to do. To just yes. say, you know, this, I could be mistaken. I could have been misled. Mm -hmm. I could have misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, but yeah, the in fact, even when a man has stumbled, the Bible says, "They that are spiritual, let them restore him." Yes, in yes. The spirit of meekness, considering yourself. You know, this is uh, something that I have seldom seen accomplished, unfortunately. And it's the only way that differences can be resolved in a manner that God can approve of and can bless and anoint. Brother Ken. How does division affect young people in the church? You mentioned the split in the 1950s. How did that affect those children coming up, maybe 8, 10, 12, 14 years old? Would that, did that affect them at all? Oh, yeah. I'm, many of the young people that I grew up with have no longer affiliation or association, even with religion in general. I recall reading some time back about missionaries that had gone to China in years past. And some of the Chinese people said, you know, you go back home and settle your differences between all you Christian people over wow. there. Wow. And then come and tell us about your Jesus. Wow. Wow. Friends, if you're just tuning in, this is Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches. 
And our main focus is to reach out to those who've been wounded, to let them know that you're not by yourself. We do love you. Situations are devastating, but you can get past it. We're discussing these things to not let them happen again. Been affected by division, many have been. We want to reach out in those three areas, reconciliation, healing, and forgiveness. Not make the same mistake twice. If you learn from the past, differently in the future. But Pope, you also mentioned the mind versus the spirit as far as unity. And the spirit is where we get unity. Am I right or wrong? Well, <clears throat> unity is, is a is more than a meeting of the minds, as I mentioned earlier. Right. Uh, the very best that we can do as human beings is to meet together and discuss our differences and agree to disagree without being disagreeable. Right, right. But unity of the Spirit is something that comes through our relationship with God and the Holy Spirit. And unfortunately, uh, even if a man is overtaken in a fault, uh, the Bible says, you which your spiritual restore him. And I see people that are offended and break fellowship for while sharing perhaps 98% in common or 95 way up in the in the high percentage levels of commonality and all trace their roots to the reformation of the church of God, which we believe with all our heart was founded upon sound doctrine. Yes. And yet they will split and separate and sometimes actually go so far as to uh, publicly denounce other people mm -hmm. whom they share a lot with over the few percentage points that they don't share rather than maintaining the spirit of confidence until God can bring us to an understanding. Friends, I want to ask Brother Ken about this idea of having confidence, losing confidence, but I want to get your input too. How does one regain that confidence in someone who's lost or how does one keep confidence in someone but the probes you mentioned this idea of confidence uh that can be affected by just a rumor or by a person's own uh behavior sometime is that true right and, and there comes a point we have instructions in the scripture as to how to deal with someone who has actually stumbled along the way of life uh Unfortunately, I don't see very many times when, when people stumble or make mistakes in life, perhaps even uh, commit open sin. You can't out-sin God's ability to forgive. It's true. But sometimes it's, true. it's easier to deal with God than it is with people <laughs> because they always remember your failures. Mm -hmm. And uh, it takes a lot of humility to restore the confidence. It takes a consecrated uh, a true repentance. Uh, I've actually had people that have attempted to apologize for their failures, and there was something that rang untrue. It just wasn't genuine. Mm. And I may, I remember one time sitting in a minister's meeting when there was such a brother that had for years gone off in a uh, area that was totally contrary to the doctrines of the Reformation. And when he chose to come back, uh, he came back before the ministers. He presented his case. And <clears throat> after maybe 30 or 40 minutes, he was hedging around in such a way 
Then I said, you know, if I truly felt as he's expressing himself, I could convince everybody in five minutes that I was sincere and meant business about this. Right. And right. so true repentance is part of a restoration that has to occur when those things are that serious. Now, when it's just personality differences right. and people that have, uh, I don't know why people are so easily offended in our generation. The Bible says, great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. And, um, yes, sir. And, and we go back into the story and the accounts that we read in the Bible of Jesus, how many times he was offended. And he would say, Father, forgive them. They right. don't know what they're doing. Right. Uh, my mother was blessed in that manner. Uh, I don't know how many times as a minister's wife, uh, she would have occasions that could have been offensive to her, but I've never known my mother to ever take offense. Wow. wow. Amazing. And, uh, you Amazing. have to allow the offense to affect you. You can reject it if you choose to. Amen. Amen. So to our listeners tonight, if you have questions, our time's just about gone again. That number is one 538 And if you've been offended tonight, tell us about it. We don't use names or places, but reach out to let us know. We want to reach out to you. So, Brother Ken, your mom, you never saw her take up. I'm sure she'd been hurt being a pastor's wife, but she didn't take that up and, and, and dwell on it and just let it eat her up, did she? No, Brother. she was she was she was respected and loved by almost everybody, even those <laughs> that may have uh, intended it sometime. You know, it's it's one thing to intentionally try to offend someone, and I have met people who did. All right. Okay. But to accidentally or without meaning. So many times we take offense at things that wasn't really meant as an offense. Right. Yet we true. Said, to us, true. it seemed like it was, and we accepted it. Mm -hmm. To our listeners, if you've been offended by someone, is there a difference if someone means it or if it just occurred? Brother Ken, if someone offends us, Let's say they say something wrong about us and it wasn't wrong. How should we handle that? Well, you know, I just, uh, I, I guess I inherited a lot of my mother's. I've had so many times that people think that I should have been offended. And I said, no, I wasn't offended. I just, uh, I maybe didn't understand exactly what they meant by it. But uh, this world is too short and life is too short. And Amen. Uh, it's Amen. so important in life. We need each other. Amen. Amen. We as individuals, uh, some people have the idea that God can't do it without them. Mm. Uh, Interesting. I've met a few people in life that uh, felt like if they weren't in a part of the game, oh, wow. it just couldn't won't work. work. <laughs> it won't wow. work. It'll stop. Uh, to our director, any comments or questions coming in? No, sir. Well, Miss DA313 did comment on uh, your mom, Brother Ken. She said, true woman of God. I would love to have met her, oh, Senator yes. Feeden, here oh, she yes. got to say. <laughs> and friends, this is why we try to bring in those saints have been around for a while. Uh, you remember Solomon's son, he went to the young people, let them wrong. Well, here we want to reach our older saints. They've been around. Brother uh, Ken, you've been around Church of God how long? About 70 years? I think. <laughs> been a, yeah. you've been, so 
they have experiences that we can draw from. So let's get back to these questions. Brother Ken, in the in your granddad's days, how did they handle division? If it, if it occurred, what steps did they take to try to uh, de-escalate or to defang division in the Church of God? Well, the, feeding the flock with the Word of God. And in our day and age, I find that there's quite a bit of preaching on just everyday life, and, and there's room for that. There's reasons that that's important. But I find that uh, it takes a deeper understanding of the doctrinal points that oftentimes help us to see what we have in common. And I don't find very much doctrinal preaching in this day and age. I've talked to several people. I say, you know, I haven't heard a message on the subject of this or that. And they say, you know, I haven't either. Mm. And uh, so, so there's times that I think the unity comes from sharing the depths of the Word of God and certainly Amen. from anointed. When mm. a true shepherd feeds a flock and receives a message from the Lord for the people, uh, too many times I think we I have known preachers that they get a little book and it has an outline of sermon outlines. And they go in there and they say, well, I'll pick this one this time and I'll pick this one that time. That's not the way God intended that it should be. That's true. I don't believe. I believe it's while we prayerfully seek God for wisdom, for understanding, for a message for the people. Uh, that's the important thing is to feed the people. And when they're well fed, you know, when they get hungry, <laughs> Amen. Uh, that's when they have troubles. Amen. Look, and I want to bring up your mom again. So what her message was is that being offended, can that be your choice to be offended or not? It definitely is a choice. I don't think we have to accept the offense for it to affect us. Wow. And, of course, <clears throat> the carnal man is easily offended. It's true. The spiritual man oftentimes... Uh, finds a way to work around even an intentional offense. Mm. but certainly doesn't make an offense out of something that wasn't intended to be. Wow. So <laughs> our time is almost gone, but I got to get one more question in. So if a person is easy offended, that is a sign of carnality? Well, <clears throat> carnality... Uh, is kind of a strong word. It is the flesh. Okay. It, is, it is our individual, uh, you know, the rest that is spoken of in the fourth chapter of the book of Hebrews. He said, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Right, right. And then it goes into it said, let us therefore labor to yes. enter into that rest. Now that sounds kind of like a dichotomy. Right. But the actual essence is, if you go back to the 58th chapter of the book of Isaiah, it speaks about where we cease from seeking our own pleasure, mm. from doing our own thing, and from speaking our own words. And when we learn that rest, and we allow God, we seek God's pleasure, and mm. we seek for wisdom to speak only those words which God gives us to speak, we eliminate an awful lot of things that fi people find offensive. Wow. Um, Friends, our time is gone again. We're going to have to have Brother Ken again next week to finish these questions. And again, we're going to talk again about uh, meaning of the minds versus spirituality, this idea of being offended so easily. 
and how that can cause issues in the church. Friends, this podcast is by Church of God, for Church of God, those that are saved. Many have been wounded, and we're reaching out today on this podcast that you know there's help, and we are with you to support you in that. Uh, we're not in place of the church, but we're just to support those who love God and want to do the best they can to serve Him. Our focus, again, is just those three areas, reconciliation, healing, and forgiveness. So thank you tonight, Brother Ken. Thanks again. Wonderful as always to our call-in viewers. Thanks so much. And to our staff. May the Lord bless you. See you next week. All right. Thank Amen. you. Bless.